Good morning this Thursday, May 5th, 2023. And today what we're going to be talking about is the bankruptcy of the United States. Something that none of us is actually aware of, but seems to have maybe happened more than once. What we're going to be reading today is a document that I found on the internet, um, and it's essentially going through and listing a few different uh, quotes from different places to back up the claim that the United States has gone bankrupt and what has happened as a result. So we're just going to get started, and I'll read. I'm not going to read the entire document, but I'll give you a, an overview of, of what all is in it. So, the bankruptcy of the United States. All of the above was published, and it says all of the above, but I'm assuming that it means all of the below, since the information is below it. But all of the above was published in the Congressional Record, March 17th, 1993, Volume 33, page H-1303 by Senator James A. Traficant, Jr., United States Congressional Record, March 17, 1993, Volume 33, page H-1303. Speaker Senator James Traffickett, Jr., Ohio, addressing the House. Mr. Speaker, we are here now in Chapter 11. Members of Congress are official trustees presiding over the greatest reorganization of any bankrupt entity in world history, the U.S. government. We are setting forth, hopefully, a blueprint for our future. There are some who say it is a coroner's report that will lead to our demise. It is an established fact that the United States federal government has been dissolved by the Emergency Banking Act of March 9, 1933, 48 Statute 1, Public Law 89-719, declared by President Roosevelt, being bankrupt and insolvent, H.J.R. 192, 73rd Congress, Session, uh, M session, I don't know what the M is, uh, June 5th, 1933, joint resolution to suspend the gold standard and abrogate the gold clause, dissolved the sovereign unity or sovereign authority of the United States and the official capacities of all United States governmental offices, officers, and departments, and is further evidence that the United States federal government exists today in name only. The receivers of the United States bankruptcy are the international bankers via the United Nations, the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund. All United States offices, officials, and departments are now operating within a de facto status in name only under emergency war powers. With the Constitution Republican form of government now dissolved, the receivers of the bankruptcy have adopted a new form of government for the United States. This new form of government known as a democracy being, as, being an established socialist communist order under a new governor for America. This act was instituted and established by transferring and or placing the office of Secretary of Treasury to that of the Governor of International Monetary Fund, Public Law 94, 564, page 8, 8 uh, section HR 1395, reads in part, the U.S. Secretary of Treasury receives no compensation for representing the United States. Now, the uh, one thing I, I just want to mention here is when w this thing is talking about the the um, democracy, and if you think back on 
over and over and over when politicians are talking to the media or they're doing reports or they're doing whatever, they always talk about, uh, you know, attack on democracy or attack. They're always using that word democracy. And it's really important that we understand <clears throat> the difference between a democracy and a republic. So in a republic, the people are voting on a person to represent them, but that person has his own mind and his own beliefs. And so he may or may not do exactly what the people want done, but he's, you know, he should be acting in good faith to what they, what they voted for. A democracy is, is a vote is really a mob rule. It's everybody votes and whatever everybody votes on is what you do. <clears throat> we, tend to have a little bit of a mix of both, but the democracy standpoint is something that is, is more substantial than the Republic because in a Republic, everybody is responsible for their own thing <clears throat> in a democracy, the mob rules. So they, they set up socialist programs. And if you think about every, the, the, uh, welfare, the social security, all of these things are all socialist programs and they all eventually lead to socialism, which eventually leads to communism. So you always end up with one ruler that, that controls everything that's going on and the people have no power whatsoever. So I just wanted to kind of point out that when they talk about that we're running under democracy, you should be able to see it when you look outside. So to go on here, it says uh, United States Congressional Record, May 4th, 1992, page H280 or 2891. Senator and Chairman of the House of Representatives Committee on Banking, Finance and Urban Affairs, Senator Henry Gonzalez, Texas, speaking on national and international th uh, thievery in high places. We are bankrupted. We are insolvent on every level of our nation, national life, whether it is corporate, whether it is just plain you and I out there with, uh, with the life of debt that we have pi all piled up, private debt, credit cards, and what not, and what not, or whether it is the government, or and what not, or if it, whether it's the government. We are insolvent. How long will it take before that nasty mega truth is conveyed? United States Congressional Record, January 19th, 1976, page 240, Major, uh, Marjorie S. Holt, Maryland. Mr. Speaker, many of us recently received a letter from the World Affairs Council in Philadelphia inviting members of Congress to participate in a ceremonial signing of a Declaration of Independence on January 30th in con Congress Hall, adjacent to Independence Hall in Philadelphia. A number of members of Congress have been invited to sign this document, lending their prestige to its theme. But I want, to, I want the record to show my strong opposition to this declaration. It calls for the surrender of our national sovereignty to international organizations. It declares that our economy should be regulated by international authorities. It proposes that we enter a new world order that would redistribute the wealth created by American people. Mr. Speaker, this is an obscenity that defiles our Declaration of Independence signed 200 years ago in Philadelphia. We fought a great revolution for independence and individual liberty, but now it is proposed that we participate in a world socialist order. Are we a proud and free people, or are we a carcass to be picked by the jackals of the world who want to destroy us? 
when one cuts through the high-flown rhetoric of this Declaration of Independence, one finds key phrases that tell the story. For example, it states that the economy of all nations is a seamless web and that no one nation can any longer effectively maintain its process of production and monetary systems without recognizing the necessity for collaborative regulation by international authorities. How do you like the idea of international authorities controlling our production and our monetary system, Mr. Speaker? How could any American dedica dedicated to our national independence and freedom tolerate such an idea? America should never subject her fate to decisions by an assembly, by such an assembly, unless we long for national suicide. Instead of instead, let us have independence and freedom. If we surrender our independence to a new world order, we will be betraying our historic ideals of freedom and government and self-government. Freedom and self-government are not outdated. The fathers of our republic fought a revolution for those ideals, which as as which are as valid today as they ever were. Let us not betray freedom by embracing slave masters. Let us not betray self-government with world government. Let us celebrate Jefferson and Madison, not Marx and Lenin. It goes on, it says, uh, this is, a, I think, a separate section, but it says uh, a dollar is, measured of, is a measure of weight defined by the Coinage Act of, Se Act of 1792 and 1900, which is still in force today. A dollar specifies a certain quantity, 24.8 grains of gold or 371.25 grains of silver. In Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition, dollar, the money unit employed in the United States of the value of 100 cents or any combination of coins totaling 100 cents. A cent is a coin of the United States, the least in value of those minted. It is one hundredth the part of a dollar. Gold and silver were such a powerful money during the, the founding of the United States of America that the founding fathers declared that only gold and silver coins can be money in America. Since gold and silver coinage were heavy and inconvenient for a lot of transactions, they were stored in banks and a claim check was issued as a money substitute. People traded their coupons as money or currency. Currency is not money, but a money substitute. Redeemable currency must promise to pay a dollar equivalent in gold or silver. Federal Reserve notes make no such promises and are not money. A Federal Reserve note is a debt obligation of the Federal United States government, not money. The Federal United States government and the U.S. US Congress were not and have never been authorized by the Constitution for the United States of America to issue currency of any kind, but only lawful money, gold and silver coin. It is essential that we comprehend the distinction between real money and paper money substitute. One cannot get rich by accumulating money substitutes. One can only get deeper in debt. We, the people, no longer have any money. Most Americans have not been paid any money for a very long time, perhaps not in their entire life. No, now do you comprehend why we feel broke? Now, I'm going to skip down here because we we get there's a lot of history in this document if if you want to to get it and read it, um, but down here we get to a um, section on Ron Paul. Uh, so here is the remedy of this is to abolish the Fed, and it's by Republican Ron Paul, 
medical doctor in the house of representatives september 10th 2002 mr speaker i rise to introduce legislation to restore financial stability to america's economy by abolishing the federal reserve i ask with our i also ask unanimous consent to insert the attached article by lewis rockwell president of the lundwig von mrs institute which explains the benefits of abolishing the Fed and restoring the gold standard into the record. Since the creation of the Federal Reserve, middle and working class Americans have been victimized by a boom and bust monetary policy. In addition, most Americans have suffered a steadily eroding purchasing power because of the Federal Reserve's inflationary policies. This represents a real, if hidden, tax imposed on the American people. From the Great Depression to the stagflation of the 70s to the burst of the dot-com bubble last year, every economic downturn suffered by the country over the last 80 years can be traced to a Federal Reserve policy. The Fed has followed a consistent policy of flooding the economy with easy money, leading to a misallocation of resources and an artificial boom, followed by a recession or depression when the Fed created bubble bursts. With a stable currency, American exporters will no longer be held hostage to an erratic monetary policy. Stabilizing the currency will also give Americans new incentives to save as they will no longer have to fear inflation eroding their savings. Those members concerned about increasing America's exports or the low rate of savings should be enthusiastic supporters of this legislation. Though the Federal Reserve policy harms the average American, it benefits those in a position to take advantage of the cycles in monetary policy. The main benefit beneficiaries are those who receive access to artificially inflated and money or inflated money and or credit before the inflationary effects of the policy impact the entire economy. Federal Reserve policies also benefit big spending politicians who use the inflation currency or the inflated currency created by the Fed to hide the true cost of the welfare state. It is time for Congress to put the interest of the American people ahead of the special interest and their own appetite. Abolishing the Federal Reserve will allow Congress to reassert its constitutional authority over monetary policy. The United States Constitution grants to Congress the authority to coin money and regulate the value of the currency. The Constitution does not give Congress the authority to delegate control over monetary policy to a central bank. Furthermore, the Constitution certainly does not empower the federal government to erode the American standard of living via an inflationary monetary policy. In fact, Congress' con constitutional mandate regarding monetary policy should only permit currency backed by stable commodities such as gold and silver to be used as legal tender. Therefore, abolishing the Federal Reserve and returning to a constitutional system will enable America to, to return to the type of monetary system envisioned by our nation's founders. So, And it goes on to, to say a few other things. Now, I'm going to read this paragraph because it's, it's kind of funny. So this was written in 2001 by, uh, I don't know how you say his name, Lowell H. Rockwell Jr. Um, and it says, as with all matters of investment, everything is clear in hindsight. Had you bought gold mutual funds earlier this year, they might have appreciated more than 100%. Gold has risen, this is the funny part, gold has risen $60 since March 2001 to the latest spot price of $326. 
this is in 2001 people this is not you know 100 years ago this is 30 you know 23 years ago 24 years ago or no 22 years ago gold was at $326 it's now over 2000 so if you want proof that your american dollars are so valuable and that they're worth holding on to that should be enough to wake you up. I mean, it, it, they the the inflation of the dollar is insane between in just twenty two years. So it says, um, why wasn't it obvious? The Fed has been inflating the dollar as never before, driving interest rates down to absurd absurdly uh, low levels. Even as the federal government has been pushing a mercantile trade policy, and New York. And New York, the hub of the world economy, continues to be threatened by terrorism. So, and this was right after the terrorist attacks when when this was written. So, this document goes on and it and it talks about some other things and why gold is actually you know the the most important thing for us to be basing our money on. But I wanted to kind of highlight this to to kind of provide a little bit more evidence that the gold and silver are what our country is supposed to be working off of, not the you know the the crap that we use as as or we call money, but it's not actually money. So they've used this to enslave us. And like I said in yesterday's podcast, We've got to educate everyone we can to to understanding what is happening so that uh, we can try to start developing solutions. And again, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know, you know, what we're going to do about this. But what I do know is you can't go into battle ignorant. You can't go into to a, a war and not know what you're fighting and not know what the rules of engagement are. So we can establish these as we go, but it'd be better to have a little bit of education up front to know what's been done to us so that we can prevent it from happening in the future. And one of the biggest things, and it's interesting that in the seventies, all of some of this stuff happened because in the seventies was also when Jimmy Carter got elected president and brought all of his trilateral commission buddies uh, onto his cabinet and that's when you got the Department of Education and a whole lot of other agencies that got created in order to control the slaves better. Um, it, it, they're getting back to eventually uh, the, the whipping of the slaves and beating of the slaves to keep them in order because their experiment of letting us work for free um, and give them our labor for free is starting to come to an end and they're having to figure out other another way to deal with us so the goal the goal right now is they're going to be coming out with and there's uh, last i heard it was it was going to start in june it's now may um they're coming out with a digital currency to replace the dollar bill um people will be excited about it because there will be no more cash and they can just use their phone and they don't have to carry any money around anymore no more credit cards there's no banks there's everybody will be able to just do all of their their financial stuff on their phone or on their whatever device that gets created to do to manage money the problem is, is like everything else, it is another move towards slavehood. It's another move, a more drastic move to control the slaves and make sure that they can only do what is allowed. Because you, once you move to that currency, you will have no more rights. 
You'll have no more rights at all because as an example, there will be no cash. So someone like myself that pays for everything in cash to keep, you know, my footprint, my digital footprint as low as possible, that will no longer be possible. They will know everything that I buy, everywhere I go and everything that I'm doing. That may sound like some spooky thing from the, you know, from a conspiracy theorist, but it's fact. And and to put it into perspective, if I want to get out of this system at that point and I want to go buy gold and silver coins so that I can have some personal wealth, all they've got to do is turn off the ability to buy gold and silver and boom, you have no way to get out of the system. They can now tax your your money in your bank. They can take your money out of your account if you say the wrong things or do the wrong things. They can find this video that I just did online and decide that I am an anti-government terrorist and take all of my money and all of the stuff that I have and throw me out on the street with no way to eat or live. That is the, the rule that we're headed to. So right now... We're in a partial uh, slavehood. Uh, we're completely enslaved, but it is pretending to be friendly. We still have guns at the moment. We still have ammo. That is the only thing that's preventing them to move from moving too quickly to take over everything that we have. If it weren't for that, they'd have already done it. So you need to pay attention to what these people are doing. The the uh, UN the One World Order, the the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, all of those guys, they're all related to, to what's happening here. Um, and the banks are the ones that are controlling the whole thing. So even the people that you think, like Bill Gates, that thinks that he's going to be in charge when all this stuff happens, Bill Gates is going to end up being right down in the slums with the rest of us. He's just too stupid to know it. And again, just because you have money, doesn't mean you're smart. It only means you're probably crooked.